Big Mac Chicken McNuggets. No, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese. Or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. What's going on, folks? Rich Butler here. Thanks for taking the time to download a brand new episode of Toys and Tech of the Trade. If this is your first time checking out an episode, welcome. A little bit of background. If you're not familiar with what we do here, Toys and Tech of the Trade is an interview series where we sit down with entrepreneurs and content creators and discuss the gadgets and gear that they use to create their content, run their business, and just make their professional lives a little easier. You're probably wondering, what do toys have to do with this? Toys uh, are the stuff that put a smile on our face. And when it comes to creators and entrepreneurs, toys isn't just relegated to action figures and Funko Pops, but it could be musical instruments. It could be knives, cars, um, guns in some cases. Uh, the definition of toys here is a little bit more broad than in most instances. Um, but this week's episode is going to be a little different as the interview I'm going to share with you guys is a sit-down conversation that i had with gary vaynerchuk or gary v uh roughly going on almost two years now maybe a little a little less but but definitely um uh, yeah october 2017 as a matter of fact was when i sat down with him at the photo plus expo uh he was doing a conversation with chase jarvis and he was doing q a as he usually does with a lot of his events i made sure to stand out as much as humanly possible to get on stage, share my story, and just get some insight into what I was doing right and what I was doing wrong. Needless to say, uh, the end result of that created a snowball of different things, which I'll get into. But first, let's go to the interview. I want you guys to check this out. Hear my story that I shared with Gary as I stumbled and bumbled my way through it. And um, I'll share the rest of my story after the interview. So without any further ado, Here's my conversation with Gary V and Chase Jarvis. Yes, let's welcome Richard to the stage. Thank God. Thank you guys for picking me. Appreciate it. Gary, I've been doing the patience thing. I've been podcasting for 11 years, content creating, a uh, lot of sleepless nights, haven't made a dime. And the thing is, it's like, you know, I want to support my family, keep doing my nine to five. Of course. And I've been doing it, you know, posting on Instagram in between my lunch breaks, writing posts from my site on my phone, yep. et cetera, et cetera. But what do you want to happen? Let's start there. What's making it for you? All I want to do is review products, write about video games and podcasts. And get paid. And get paid. How much have you reached out to ask people for money for doing it? I've been reaching out. Here let's, and there. let's be really honest here because yeah. let's take advantage of this moment. Yep. How many hours in the last 11 years, and I'm asking you hours, mm -hmm. have you spent emailing Activision, emailing Sony, e emailing and saying, I would like you to pay me to review this product? At least 50. Hours? Yeah. In 11 years? Probably a little more than that. Okay. Give or take. And you've gotten mainly no's? Some yeses, but not consistent, and that's where the, the problem comes from. It's 
you know, playing the long game, playing yep. patient, have you, with have, a lot of the free content. Yeah, yep. get it. Give, giving it all and money. Richard, and real quick for everybody, there's unlimited stories like this. It comes down to two variables. Either A, you're not good enough right. that the market wants to pay because there's a lot of reviews, which hurts. Yep. Or B, which has been stunningly often, you're not the person that should be the business person, you should be the creative. Right. What runs through my mind is in your circle of life, is there some homie that could be your 50% business partner where she or he may spend all the time trying to monetize the creative and 50 cents of a million is a hell of a lot better than zero of zero. One is better than right. zero. Like that's right, that's right. It's true. But no, I, that, that's the thing. Like, you know, I have people that have been helping me on the site for years. Yep. You know, I built a podcast network from it, doing shows for other guys, you know, yep. other people that are on there giving other people opportunities, you know. The, the, have you the charged them? Maybe you're a platform that springs other talent instead of being the talent. Yeah, I have. Maybe I you're a B two B business instead of a B two C business. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't charged them just because I was giving people opportunities. You know, sure. I started writing. They're like, "Hey, I want to do the podcast thing like you." I gave them the opportunity. You know, we got. Have any of them gone off and done real things? No, they're still they're still grinding alongside me. You know, yep. some guys hit a hundred shows already. Yep. Two hundred shows, five hundred shows. Yep. But that's the thing. It's like I kind of feel like I'm spinning so, my wheels a so, little bit. So if nobody was here, mm-hmm. and you were with yourself in the mirror, and it was that moment to say, "Why hasn't it happened?" What would be the answer? For real, don't think, bullshit me. I think it's just spreading myself too thin. Okay. More so than anything. So stop know. doing that. Have you tried doing? No, no, hold on, Chase. I apologize. Keep going. Do you just like being spread thin? No, it's not. It's not a question of it's by choice. It's because it it's kind of forced. Everything's by choice, brother. Well, I you mean, have, I'll, you I'll pers- give you personal context. Please. And I'll explain. Um, I've been raising my two sisters. They're both handicapped. Yes. I've been doing it for the last 17 years. Yes. Uh, both of them are special needs. Yes. So, you know, doing that. That's real. Nine to five job. Yep. Being a husband. Yep. You know, doing all that, plus yep. trying to grow a business. Yep. Spreading yourself thin. You know, you I work 40-hour work week. Yep. My wife spends most time sleeping by herself because yep. I'm downstairs doing Working the grind. Yep. Wake up at, go to bed at 5 a.m., yep. wake up at 9 a.m., go to work work till seven o'clock. Richard, that's there, what I mean. listen, this is not fun for me to say, Go ahead. but I want you to win. Appreciate it. There's a very fine line between perseverance and delusion. Right. It's very thin. 11 years and your circumstance, first of all, you, it sounds like you, you can even tell, you like what you're doing. I love what I do. Right, you might just have to settle into that. Because when I am auditing this, and I don't know everything, right? But even on quick intuition, you might be better off making money in some other way that you're not seeing, but there's a love to the consumer-facing output that you're making right. that you may want to not let go of. You might be able to make 80K at a B2B business on what you're doing, because it seems like you have a lot of experience and you could easily, pretty quickly, start charging people $500 yeah. a month, teaching them 11 years of experience, that's super valuable, times 80 people, it starts becoming a real business. Right. You just might like the thrill of putting out an output into the world and I want to say this, because we've done a lot of business talk. You know, it's funny for me because we're in a creative place. In business world, I spend all my time saying, fuck money, make a little less and do something you like. Because you're miserable. You know how many people I know make a million dollars a year that fucking hate their lives? A lot. Oh, I'm not greedy. I just want to be able to make enough to provide for my family. Respect. Live, live okay. Right. And just be a provider. That's it. So, be able to provide look, value for my look, audience. while I think you're putting your talent in the wrong place. I have a funny feeling, you know my flip challenge, I have a funny feeling you'll make way more money if you wake up at 6 a.m. on weekends and go in garage sale and flea market and Goodwill stores and buy underpriced equipment in this industry and flip it because you actually know the value of all this shit. 
Like you're gonna have to make a choice between happiness and dollars because 11 years of data are staring you in the face saying what you're doing isn't working. Yeah, I mean it's growing but it's, you know, uh, snail, not a snail's pace but not. 11 years is a long fucking yeah. time. And so you've gotta decide if you're not gonna be the personal brand, like what do you wanna do now? Do you wanna accept it because the love is so awesome or do you wanna transfer the skills and the knowledge into something that's a more monetizable reality? And that's up to you. There's no right answer. Maybe those nights are a lot of fun. I fucking do talk, like I think it's, you know, like, like I got lucky that business savvy was my thing, but like when I was getting D's and F's and college was the only way out, I got shit on my entire childhood because it wasn't good or cool. So like, but I chose it. I was willing to be considered a loser for up to 20 years old because I just couldn't breathe by not, the only thing on earth I wanted to do was buy and sell shit. I find people that trip up on three things, one of three things. I'm borrowing from a friend, Tony Robbins. So state, story, and strategy. You usually are effed up on one of these three things. Mostly, I find it's a state. If you can't have control of your state of mind, if you're not healthy, taking care of yourself in a good spot, it's very, very hard for yourself to, to tell yourself a good story because this is required. I'm good enough. I'm enough as who I am right now to go out there and put the work. I'm valuable. Um, I can do this. These are stories. And if your story is like, this is impossible, I'll never get there, then you go back to state. Fix the state first, because you have to have a good state. Tell yourself a good story. When you get the story part figured out, then it's strategy. I hear you oscillating a little bit between story and strategy, because I hear a little bit of like, I want to do this. 11 years, bro, yeah. is a lot, a lot. Was it Nicole who was just up here? Six months, and she's getting impatient. You've been doing it 11 years. Yeah, okay. You know, I love that. I love that. It tells me you got a pretty good state. Your story is good. It's not, it's, it's a little bit flimsy because it's been 11 years now. What I hear you not innovating on is your strategy. You're trying to do the same thing. And what Gary's telling you is, how can I make money? Is it here? Is it here? Is it here? Am I charging people for my MCM? Am I reselling the gear? How can I make the living or the life or at first just some money in that world? It seems like you've been doing the same thing. And that's, money, you know, the money's there. It's been small. Like I said, just small that, here. Right, and real quick, Richard, buy that means the money's not there. Right. That yeah, means it's not, not, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's small not money for start, 11 start years. with that. Start with that. Yeah. The money's there, but it's small. No, it's not. The money's not there to the satisfaction that you want. Some people want 50,000 a year. Some want 5 million. The money's not there. And that's okay. Listen, being an entrepreneur right now has tricked everybody. It feels like anybody can do it. Yep. It's super cool. It's super hard. To build a successful business. Absolutely. It's super hard. It's an actual skill. Like, the end. Like, it comes natural to some, just like singing, just like having an eye for a photo. I don't see a fucking blue jay and be like, oh, there's an angle. (laughs) I see a blue jay, I'm like, fuck that blue jay. You know, like, 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 these are skills. These are skills. And like, Richard, the data shows you that from a business building standpoint, you may not have that skill. Maybe it's yet, maybe it's ever, we don't know you, but the definition of insanity is doing the same shit over and over and expecting a different result. You've gotta do something different, bro. Do you, do you is this clear? Like, what are you taking no. away from this conversation? Well, I think that I've gone too wide, like, he, like Gary says, and I gotta okay. go deeper on one, one aspect. Okay. And just, you just have a lot of creative technical interests. Well, what's happening is it's like, you know, you're putting out podcasts. So I've been doing that, you know, doing the YouTube thing, doing the Facebook thing, doing but, the Instagram thing. But the thing, thing if you, are you making a different video every day on YouTube? One is about vacuum cleaners and the other is about technology and the third one. Is- no, no, no. I stay, I stay in my lane. So, okay. you know, it's tech products, games, video games. Super boys. saturated. Right. Unlimited supply. Mm-hmm. Super competitive. Yep. The bigger, do me a favor. 
how much, mo- how much money on this side project would you like to make in a year? Don't bullshit me. What would get you like, holy shit? Not like, I'm fucking buying islands. Like, this really, <laughs> but like, this really matters to me. This extra 5K, 50, give me a number. As, as, a se- as separate from my regular income? Correct. The thing that would make you say, fuck, this made it. I'd like to at least make $10,000 a month. So you might make a Not being, like I said, not being greedy just in- That's fucking greedy. Sure. Let me help you understand why that's greedy. You said 10 to 15,000 on the side. Do you understand where 120,000 to $180,000 a year puts you in the scheme of 100% of the people in America's income? Okay. And so you're being greedy. Scale? And I need people to understand that. Like, like people don't get it, right? Like, like that's, it, it's a real number. I, I, we need to define greedy. If you're making six figures a year, you're making a lot of money by standards. And I know New York might have different things than that, but you have to wrap your head around, I don't think we sit and really understand the data. $440,000 a year puts you at the bottom of 1%, the bottom of the 1%. The top 1% of everybody make 440,000 and up. But everybody starts talking like, if I don't make a million, like we're not grounding ourselves. Making $180,000 a year as a side hustle is greedy as fuck. (laughs) I'm being serious. Now, by the way, you're entitled to be greedy. Be greedy, my man. But I need you to wrap your head around that first, right? Look, I think that you have to understand, you have to be in the sales and business business, not in the content business. I have a feeling that you have a very big interest in all these things, so it's a lot more fun to make the content and do the content than it is to run the business. Yeah, definitely more labor intensive. Yeah. I mean, no, no, not labor intensive. It's what you like more. Yeah, yeah. You know, brother, you know what I like to do? Slip into everybody's DM and business develop. Yep. Let's make a fucking deal. Like, I make the content as the secondary thing. I don't like that. Why do you think I don't fucking edit Nico or Babin or D-Rock? I don't give a fuck about the lighting. I give a shit about the game, the hustle, selling, biz devving, bringing value, understanding how it brings back in brand, building a brand, leveraging, strategizing, where am I going, selling, doing, sneaker drop, plan of the apps, business, 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 business. That's my hustle. That's why I make money, because I like the business part. You might be making tremendous content you just don't have the business chops, bro. Get a fucking partner, Richard, because you can't do it. Round of applause for Richard. And there's nothing wrong with that, man. That's when you make that mindset, then you fucking win. Like, get the business partner. You know what it is? Uh, your, my podcast is a variant issue on my website is rageworks.net. We're going to say that check it out. Rageworks.net. Rageworks.net is ahead, the site and the podcast that I do right now is the variant issue. It's a comic book podcast, but we have a full podcast network of shows, sports, movies, video games. We got it all. You're about to get 400 it, subscribers. Guys, guys, Richard, Thanks, guys. Richard, you have to understand. Richard, where are you from? Oh, here in New York City. I'm from Queens. If I, if I was his business partner on his comic book podcast, we would make a million dollars a year. Being serious, I can't. I can't, I got my own shit, fuck you guys. You're welcome, brother. Thanks, man. So there you have it, folks. That was my conversation with Gary V and Chase Jarvis. Funny thing is that once that interview concluded, I genuinely felt like crap. I, I walked out of there and while I felt inspired because so many people walked up to me afterwards saying that they were in similar shoes and they understood and to, you know, keep at it and, you know, make some adjustments. But but the fact was that 
that me personally, internally, I, I felt like crap. I was like, you know, I've done this for so long and there's so many things I was proud of, so many great accomplishments and milestones before I had that conversation with Gary V that, you know, I said to myself, it, it, it means nothing if there's no, there's no dollar value behind it, which at the time was, I guess what I was looking for more than anything. I was, you know, I really wasn't enjoying my daytime job and the, the stuff with, with Rageworks and everything else was picking up steam and we were covering a bunch of things and doing a bunch of different things that I, I guess I was hoping that it would be the, 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 that golden ticket moment where, you know, I sit down and I share my story and they say, Oh, you just got to do this and this. And then once you apply that logic, all of a sudden, boom, cash starts rolling in. Maybe, maybe that was not the right thinking at the time. I know for a fact that the, the, the money I was hoping to make when I, when I shared that figure with him, it was just a number off the top of my head. And once I said it, I was like, that's, that's just a, that's just a, a crazy number to expect. And that was, you know, there were, there were a lot of things I look back on after that conversation that I wish I would have changed, that I would have just approached differently, but you know, it is what it is. And, um, you know, I, I called my wife after that, that conversation and I told her what was said and how I felt. And she, she gave me some word of words of encouragement, told me, you know, that everybody's success comes in, you know, via different paths. And if I feel unfulfilled or don't enjoy what I do, then, you know, she, she, she'd support my decision if I wanted to pull the plug. But she said that, you know, there's, there's other ways to, to get to where I want to get to whatever, whatever that destination is. And, you know, I, I thought about it and, you know, I processed what she said, but I was still just, just wrapped up in, in what Gary said and pretty much how he dissected what I did. And, you know, the thing about it was that, I was, I was, you know, d internally depressed for, for quite some time. And, you know, I pushed through it and just kept doing what I was doing, especially because we had such a great team at Rageworks and I was working on the variant issue podcast at the time with my colleague Jimbo. So there was, there was, you know, there were a lot of high spots. Obviously, like I said, it wasn't that I wasn't making any money. I just felt that. I, I was trying to put a value on what I should be making. I guess that's where I'm going with it. But a lot changed. And I forgot all about the interview, so to speak. And all of a sudden, a couple of months later, I see one email, two emails, three emails, four emails. Um, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And each one was like, oh, you know, I saw you on stage with Gary. And I said to myself, oh, these are probably just people that were in attendance that I didn't get a chance to speak to. Didn't think anything of it because I remember I, you know, some people asked me for my contact info or for business cards. Turns out that both Gary and Chase Jarvis shared the interview and, um, well, they shared the panel, I should say, for, for their own content and people saw my story and they were reaching out with, you know, obviously words of encouragement, some words of discouragement, so to speak. And, um, some people just wanted, you know, hey, I can, do this logo or I can redo your website or, you know, a bunch of different stuff. And, and some people I made, made some good connections with, and we, we found ways to stay in touch, etc. But, you know, I just, I just kept along and left it alone. And, you know, I made some adjustments from the advice that, that Gary suggested. Um, you know, I, I talked to 
uh, the hosts on the on the podcast network, and I explained to them that you know with the the, the stuff that we're doing, definitely you got to put a little skin in the game. And I told them to you know here's our expenses, and if they wanted to contribute towards that and still get the same service, you know, I edit their shows, I put everything out there, put everything on iTunes, you know, very turnkey one stop shop. All you know, all the all the guys that host shows on the network, all they got to do is turn on their microphones, record send their content over you know i run it i run it through through a little bit of 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 magic sugar and spice so to speak and throw it out onto the internet whether it's on itunes or stitcher or tune in radio etc and you know it's crazy i didn't i felt weird just making that ask i'll be honest but the minute i said it i didn't have to do much and they said how much you need uh you know we're we really enjoy what we do we believe in it we support it and sure enough that offset a lot of costs then from there they they started handling the podcast hosts started handling their own advertising which you know we we established a split and that helped and then i started doubling down on affiliate stuff meaning affiliate links just because we talked about so many games toys different things on, on our podcast on the site etc so i really started sitting down and and going through a lot of my written content making sure there were affiliate links and the right relationships etc and that started to to generate some revenue and offset more costs and in to be to be honest the thing about it is that i'm not sitting here saying oh you know i got to i'm making three or you know five figures off what i do but there's something that you can't put a price tag on and that that's just being happy feeling fulfilled and enjoying what you do and obviously after after my conversation with with Gary and Chase and a bunch of other things went on, you know, I found out I was going to be a father, and that 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 just changed the game completely. Um, you know, we welcomed my daughter uh, September of this year, 2019, and it's it it, it was it was an eye opener. You know, it was after at, once I found out I was going to be a father, my my entire approach to what I wanted to do with my brand and everything associated with it changed. Um, for those of you that, that are, you know, first time parents, I'm sure if you're on the hustle with your passion projects, the, the motivations and everything change, because for me, don't get me wrong. I still love doing what I do, traveling to events, et cetera. But I also wanted to be present for, for my daughter, you know, a, a good friend of mine that runs a group called fatherhood is lit. And that's basically his brand preaches a message that that really resonated with me at the time before I became a parent and it was called presence over presence you know it, it was a matter that you, know, buy, you could buy your your kid a bunch of stuff but if you're not there that's what matters most and it, it just always stuck with me the message and it was something that I said to myself when when I have my daughter I'm like you know I'm going to make sure I'm there and you know my my daytime job affords me the opportunity to work from home and that just it made it made things easier don't get me wrong you know like i said it would be awesome to be at every con do every event review everything cover everything sure it would be but at the end of the day you know the person that the people that matter most would suffer because of it so you know everybody talks about preaching the endless hustle the endless grind etc cetera, etc cetera. and don't get me wrong that's that's still a, a a driving force but the fact is that sometimes there's got to be something bigger than than dead presidents so to speak so you know that that changed my entire approach on things 
it approach how I ran my business differently. And, you know, with regards to a lot of the stuff Gary said, I'm going to share those updates. Uh, a business partner definitely is something still looking for. There's been people that have come and go as a result of my conversation with Gary and Chase. And they'd say, oh, you know, it'd be cool. I can get in and we could do some this, this and this together. And it just it was all a lot of a lot of talk. You know, a lot of people didn't didn't understand what goes into you know running rageworks and the the thing about it was that the the people that have expressed interest at the time it just didn't work for different reasons uh personality they didn't really understand what we were all about etc and i think that that was a big thing you know if you're going to get into business with somebody folks do your homework you know don't just go oh yeah you know i'd make a great business partner and know nothing about what we do what our what our motivations are, et cetera. A little a little homework, even if it's just, hey, do you mind having a conversation so we can get better acquainted? That was that was something that a couple of people did, which was great. And once I told them what we were all about, what I was looking for, what you know, what they would get out of it, they were like, oh, okay. And some people were like, yeah, maybe maybe it's just not for me, et cetera. And it was you know, it's it's all part of the process. So with regards to that, the search for a. Uh, business partner continues uh in terms like i like i said of monetization after you know gary made that suggestion and i tweaked it you know things are things are definitely on the up and up uh lots of like i said messages stuff came through a lot of great people and things got quiet as, as they always do so between the last episode and this one though started getting some weird emails again the first email was like oh hey i saw you on the Gary V video, you know, your story resonated, etc. And um, they included a link to the video. So I clicked it and it wasn't Gary's video or Chase's video. It was actually a um, another channel called Bro Advice that shared my video, my story, I should say, my conversation. And, you know, a whole slew of new comments, some good, some bad. I'd want to say it was probably about... 60 40 between good and bad and you know i try to be as transparent as possible i respond to every comment um good and bad and you know i want to address some of that commentary but for every good hey you know keep up the good work i'm there i get it blah 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 there was the usual you know your website sucks you know you doing this for this long sucks and i was i was a little bummed only because the video was shared with no context meaning that it was shared. They Nobody said, hey, you know, this video was recorded or uploaded originally in X. And it was just like, hey, here's this guy who's been doing this for 11 years and made no money. And, you know, no big deal with regards to the to the person that posted it. You know, they, they chose to to use their, you know, the, the, the Internet medium to deliver their thoughts and, and drive traffic to, to their channel. And that's cool. But just people, like I said, good and bad. Oh, you know, look at this guy, blah, blah, blah. You should be focusing on dressing better, looking better. Just, you know, the usual the usual fun comments that many of us see on YouTube. And, um, you know, like I said, I'll address that also in a moment. But it was like I said, it was just going through through the through the hassle, not the hassle, but just going through seeing all these comments and having to update people and i said to myself you know i really should record something i was originally going to record a, a video and do all that but 
just running around and, and doing stuff with the baby. I said to myself, it's easier to just turn on the microphone since I got to do a, a, a podcast anyway. And um, taking this opportunity to share, you know, the, the the darker side, so to speak, of of what goes on with running a brand or a business. So that's, you know, that's where we're at now to address a lot of the commentary from the people in the in the latest version of the video that came out a few things um one person was asking why i don't generate content based on what my you know my sisters and what their you know my trials and tribulations in in raising both of them since they have special needs and while i get it and i think that you know it's it it's definitely a a, a great topic for a conversation I just don't want to be one of those people that uses their their loved ones as props, you know. I'm not I'm not trying to parade my sisters out there in front of in front of people and putting their business out there, you know. Even though I've been very transparent when it comes to my personal life and my personal situation, I just I just don't feel comfortable doing that. It, it, I'm I'm even weird like with with pictures of my my kid, you know. I don't I don't really share them all over the place and even if i share them on my you know my personal instagram for instance they don't they don't go there they go on my story and if they do you know there's like stickers and things to kind of just obscure her face um like unless i know you personally and like we're friends on facebook and i mean real friends not just people following me it's it's different it's very 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 different so while i would i would definitely consider sharing things with regards to other people that are that are raising individuals with special needs or dealing with the foster care system or some of the stuff that happened after, you know, my mom passed and how I navigated towards, you know, becoming my sister's guardian. Those kind of stories I could definitely share, but not not just, you know, hey, this is our day and this is how I deal with this particular special need or this is how I deal with another special need. It's just it's just not something I I genuinely feel comfortable doing because like I said I'm not I'm not in this I'm in this to create cool stuff but not at the expense of like my family. So for those of you that asked about that, I'd consider it, but I would only do it in a more generic term. Um of course everybody, you know, you you could do better thumbnails, you could do a better logo, etc. Listen, I'm a solo operator. It sucks. Um my stuff, my, 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 my artistic skills are not great. Yes, I can go on Fiverr and get a logo. But again, when you're putting, when you're paying five bucks, what do you expect? Is, is it going to be better than mine? Than, than, than the stuff I have currently? Maybe, maybe not. So, you know, I'd rather spend the money on, you know, a better WordPress theme, etc. Because you guys hear Gary talk about it all the time and some of his, uh, some of his content, if you consume it, you know, logo doesn't matter if you get hung up on that or how your website looks, you know, paralysis analysis, you're not, you're not going to get anything done. I'd rather keep churning out good content, covering events, and eventually I'll get to that stuff. So yes, are my thumbnails lackluster for, for my YouTube videos? Absolutely. Could they be better? Absolutely. I'm not disputing any of that folks. I, I definitely know that that stuff needs improvement. Um, while I'm on the subject of YouTube, a lot of people were checking out some of the podcasts that I post on YouTube and same thing. Hey, your cover art could be better. This, that, the other thing. But the the funny thing about it is that, and, and this goes back to the, my take radio days, the, 
putting the podcast on the YouTube channel is something I just do as a courtesy for our, a lot of our longtime listeners that either can't stream a podcast via their phone because they get in trouble at work or they just can't go to like RageWorks, the site and check it out. So YouTube is one of the few things they have access to, which they play music, et cetera, in the background. So they just want to consume podcasts that way. I do it as a courtesy. It's not any sort of, oh, you know, this is how we're going to release our content. It's just because it takes, you know, minutes to drop the audio in, in Adobe Premiere, take the cover art in a YouTube, you know, 1280 by 720 scenario and put it out and let people enjoy it that way. Like I said, it's not the main way for people to consume our podcasts. Like I said, the main the main places, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, etc. So for those of you that are wondering about why those episodes are there, that is why. Um, the other thing, as I mentioned during that sit down, was the variant issue, which I was doing with my colleague uh, Jimbo Slice. Uh, we actually wrapped that episode at epi- that podcast at episode 43. Um, you know, Jimbo just wasn't happy with where the comic book industry was going. And rather than sit there and turn on a microphone and and complain for for hours, you know, it just it just started becoming not repetitive, but it was just something that he wasn't happy with. And I totally understand that. You know, it's it's something where you have to you have to enjoy it. And he wasn't. And he's he's uh, one of my closest friends. And he keep kept it real. He's like, listen, man, you know, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying uh, the comic book industry as a whole right now for different reasons between the stuff that's being written and the movies that are being put out so you know i just think that that we should we should definitely wrap the show which we did you know we wrapped it up it was a great run people loved our stuff but um you know that that's something he wanted to do and i respected his wishes i'm not gonna go and say all right man you know i'll I'll keep doing the podcast it's just something that we started together and we ended together so that's that's where the variant issue is currently as a result of that, I, you know, I, I got a, the itch to do a podcast and here we are doing toys and tech of the trade. So that's that's the update with regards to that particular podcast. Um, lastly, and I want to I want to mention that for everybody who's in a, a similar situation, you know, you guys look and, at at, you know, um, Lewis Howes and uh, Gary V and Tim Ferriss and hell Joe Rogan for some of you podcasters out there and you guys want to be these individuals. You want to emulate these individuals, you know, and Gary says it all the time, you know, consume my content, men, but eventually stop consuming it and go and live your life. You know, there's, there's, you know, nobody, nobody do- accomplishes anything by sitting on the sidelines. And, you know, that's one thing that I've really enjoyed on this journey because everything I've done thus far has been self-taught, you know, how to podcast, how to edit, self-taught. Uh, some of the video stuff that I've done, again, not pretty, self-taught. And the thing about it is that everybody wants, you know, this this polish and this fancy stuff. And one thing I can say with a lot of my content is the audio has always been good when it comes to my video stuff. You know, the quality, video quality has been fine in terms of how it looks. Is it the best videos, the worst videos? That's That's open to interpretation. But, you know, just going out there and doing it is definitely step one. And I think that if you're out there, you're doing this stuff, you love doing it and it makes you happy. That's enough, man. The money, the money will come eventually. Um, you know, that's the, that's the thing. Some people are really in this on a, on a get rich 
quick type of a scenario. And that doesn't always work that way. I mean, a lot of people, when they come to me and ask about podcasting or wanting to get into podcasts, I tell them, I'm like, listen, you may not make money for the first year, the first two years. You got to really be systematic. You, you have to decide to, to double down on putting out content every week, keeping it fresh. If you have some dispensable income to, you know, get an editor or do this, that, or the other thing to make your brand or your podcast better, then so be it. But I also tell them, like, make sure that you get past 10 episodes before you decide, hey, I need a new microphone or, hey, I want to spend hundreds of dollars on a mixer just because that's a that's always the, the measuring stick. I tell people 10 episodes, even 20 nowadays is probably a better a better gauge on whether you can do this for the long haul. So that's that's something I did want to share with everyone. The other thing I wanted to put out there is that, you know, the site, the the brand and everything else for that matter is it's always a work in progress. Right now, I'm actually meeting with I think four artists, four different artists for new logos, not only for Rageworks the brand, but for our Rageworks podcast network and even just for the channel, the the YouTube channel for Rageworks. All that stuff can be better. And I'm I'm going through it piece by piece, just trying to find the right mix of what we're all about, the right colors, etc. But again, not not focusing on it too much because it's easier to just focus on content and then everything else will come together. Uh the business partner search, like I said, continues. If anybody's interested and and enjoys what we're about and figures, hey, you know, let's let's sit down and and figure something out. Listen, you know, my my door's always open, so you can always email or reach out via social, and um, we can we can discuss it further. But I I wanted to share this update because I felt that it needed to be done. I should have done it with the first video, and I wanted to put a little bit more context behind the most recent version of the video that got out because again, everybody just assumed that's where I am and it's not, you know, uh, in the hell the, the way I look is completely different than that video. You know, everybody, everybody automatically looks at a big sweatshirt and doesn't, doesn't put any stock in what's under it. You know, and it's, it's, it's crazy, man, that that's what people get hung up on. Uh, you know, the, you look at early pictures of Jeff Bezos or any of these guys and these guys were nothing what they were at the time, you know, when they were at the top of their game versus when they were at the bottom. But people get hung up on the superficial and how you should look when it comes to running a business. And I think that you can have no arms and no legs, man. But if the hustle is real, the hustle is real and you'll get to the to where you want to get to. I mean, I look at at athletes, you know, that have no arms or no legs and they're chiseled out of granite, man. And they don't worry about the fact that they're missing a limb or two limbs or even all four uh, take away from their goal. And I think that, you know, if you get hung up on stuff like that, that's another thing that's really just not going to help you get to that next level. And I don't want to get all preachy and motivational because that's that's not what you're here for. But listen, man, just just evaluate what you do and really decide if, number one, it makes you happy. The, the money is a separate thing. But if it makes you happy, if you can wake up with a smile on your face, enjoying what you do and go to bed with with a, accomplished with a smile on your face, then sometimes that's that's enough payment. It really is like some people, like I said, are just hung up on. Oh, you know, you you got to make three figures, four figures, five figures. And 
maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe it's like something Gary Vee said a while back. Some people are happy being, you know, the 10th person hired at Facebook instead of wanting to be Mark Zuckerberg. And that's that that works for some people. For me, I'm just going to keep fighting the good fight on my own terms and giving you guys the best content that I can give you and more importantly, giving it to you the way that I think it should be given. And lastly, to wrap things up, everybody asks, you know, what's RageWorks about? What does it mean? And I look at RageWorks the same way I look at um, a website like IGN, uh, comicbook.com, etc. Um, I'll, get, I'll give you a great example. When people talk about, oh, you guys are spread too thin, I always tell them, like, listen, we don't cover wrestling anymore. We, we have a podcast that covers that. We don't cover MMA because the landscape and the climate of MMA has changed tremendously. And that was just something I covered on my take radio and doesn't make sense. But I'll tell you guys one thing. If you go to comicbook.com currently, one of the leading websites for, for pop culture and, and comic book news and anything related to, to that particular uh, genre of entertainment, you'll see that comicbook.com now covers wrestling, not just regular WWE mainstream stuff, but some indie stuff as well. And they cover it quite a bit. And again, this is a this is a brand that is known for talking about Iron Man and Captain America. And now you can talk about Iron Man, Captain America, and Roman Reigns and Finn Balor and Ronda Rousey in the same in the same breath. And you know, people either consume their content and enjoy it, or they just keep it moving because it's not for them. Uh, you look at uh, Uproxx, which does you know what would Tyler Durden do, which is their film site, but they also do uh a wrestling site you know with uh i believe it's with spandex and they they continue you know doing their content as well and again it's not what their main focus is but it's just something they cover and the thing about it is that maybe i do need to niche down maybe i don't but that's that's something that's where i envision rage works as you know like that ign that like that source for a lot of this stuff but again not not polished or pretty but just real and 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 raw so to speak you know we don't want to sit there and be beholden to a company that gave us a free game just because we got it for free we want to tell you if the game is good why it's good and we don't want to wrap it in a whole bunch of fluff you know there's better websites and and better people that do that so that's kind of how i look at things i like to create my content that's easy to consume but also tells people what they need to know if you want to know if a movie is good you know, you're not going to need to read a 10,000 word essay from us to get it. You know, we're going to break it down to its nuts and bolts and tell you whether it's good or it's not. And, and either that works for you or it doesn't. And the same thing with our video content, just quick and to the point, something that we just don't want to beat up. And I, I think that's, that's really the driving focus. That's, that's how I view rage works, you know, and that, in that same, you know, Gizmodo life hacker, IGN comicbook.com type of a type of a vibe but just delivered delivered my own way is it right is it wrong i you know that remains to be seen but that's that's where i'm that's where i view things um with regards to how we do things on youtube it's it's a reflection of how we do the site and what we cover some stuff is going to be great some stuff is going to be you know not so great but everything is sorted into playlists so if you want to read you know, or well, let me rephrase that. If you want to watch our coverage from Toy Fair, then you'll go to the playlist and watch all the Toy Fair stuff. Everything is segregated because I said to myself, I can't 
I can't run five, six, seven channels. Would it be awesome to have like Rageworks Games or Rageworks Tech on YouTube? It, w- it would be great, but it just becomes a bunch of, of other things to manage. It's, it's like social media. Hey, are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Snapchat? Are you on this? Are you on that? And before you know it, you've spread yourself so thin on social that, you know, you're not really accomplishing much. Like we have a Twitter presence and we do stuff, but we just you, we just share our content there. And don't get me wrong, I engage whenever possible. But Instagram, Facebook is kind of easier for me. And that's what I'm good at. And that's where I get results either from engagement or from traffic, et cetera. So that's where I focus my efforts. So I wanted to share that with you guys. Plus, like I said, update everyone that has seen that video because things, things have changed a lot since then. Um, in any case, let's, let's, let's bring this to a close. Uh, if you enjoyed this particular episode and want to want me to do episodes like this, you know, just, uh, more Q and a internally focused, um, whether it's tactics or tools, etc., let me know. Feel free to email me, rich at rageworks.net or podcast at rageworks.net. Um, you know, toys and tech of the trade is, is mainly focused on sharing everyone else's stories. But if you want to, you know, get a little bit more of my story or just the more of the, of the gadgets and gear that I'm using, by all means, let me know. I want to start doing audio reviews because that's something a lot of people have been asking for just because it, you know, I, again, uh, convenience. Somebody wants to know, Hey, is this microphone any good? Or is, are these headphones any good? Yeah. You can watch a YouTube video, but if you're consuming the content, we could just tell you on the spot if it's worth checking out. Just, just something that we're still focusing on. Uh, lastly, we got a lot of great guests on deck for the next couple of months, and we definitely look forward to sharing those stories with you guys. As always, if you like what we do and you're consuming our content on iTunes, Please take a moment and rate the show. We would really, really appreciate it. As always, it helps us for social proof, gets us on people's radar. And um, it's it's nice, man. It's nice being on the new and noteworthy or what's hot right now. Uh, so, you know, if you got a second or two, rate the show. And if you even have an extra minute or two and you could just write a review, we would really, really appreciate it. Social media, you can find links to where you can find us in the show notes for this episode, as I said. If you're on Facebook, you can look for Rageworks and engage with us there. On Instagram, we're at Rageworks. You can definitely engage with me there. I try to share, again, photos of all the cool stuff that we cover, trailers, etc. So if you're on Instagram and you're not following us already, feel free to do so. I try to respond to everybody that follows us with a quick DM, thanking them for the follow. Sometimes I'll ask what brought them here. Uh, you know, just just little things, engagement, etc. So I hope this update answered any questions for those of you that watched those Gary V videos of where we're at? As always, if, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out. All right, we're not going to drag this out any further. Thank you guys for taking the time to hear this update and who've been consuming our content since day one. We truly, truly appreciate you. See you guys in two weeks. I'm out of here. Peace.
Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, I'm Kayla. As a mom working from home, life is crazier than ever, especially on days like these. But I'm still ruling my day thanks to Metro. Metro gave me an awesome phone and tablet. Now my son can get his homework done on the tablet without needing to borrow my laptop. Plus, with Metro, Amazon Prime is included, so I can access great deals and discounts on school essentials and get them delivered in no time with unlimited free shipping, all while keeping an eye on my son to make sure he finishes his online practice tests before he starts watching his favorite Amazon originals. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch to Metro, the number one brand in prepaid. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices with one Amazon Prime membership included for just $75 a month. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. I'm Kayla, and that's how I rule my day with Metro. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members on select rate plans. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply.